they're flagrant. And yet they're still friends. It's the Flagrant Friends Podcast, bringing you your NBA news. It is another NBA-filled week. Shwanda. Yeah, man, huge week. Actually, as we speak, this is great. Again, more show prep while we're watching. Yeah. As we're doing this, it's Tuesday night. The uh, The Nets and Clippers just finished a great game. With the Nets coming away with a uh, victorious four-point win. Now we got Celtics and, uh, and Warriors going at it. But we're focused on... What we need to be focused on, which is obviously tomorrow's night doubleheader, Thursday night doubleheader, Friday night doubleheader, game of the weekend. But you know what? Maybe we'll even talk about some other stuff before that. Maybe some other stuff after that. Who knows? This is episode three. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Speaking of our our main topic of the week, we got NBA All-Star Game Voting opening up this past week. Tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah, and you know, voting goes on through February 16th, and obviously there's... Tons of ways you can vote. It's 2021. There's Twitter votes. There's the NBA.com vote. Blah, blah, blah. But I just wanted to really quick, and this is always fun because it's ever-changing. And people always have strong opinions on it. So I want to just preface this by saying this is my opinion right now. And I will give you why it's my opinion. But this is right now subject to change. (laughs) But today I did vote for the West and Eastern starters. And this is who I voted for. And we'll just go with the West and the East. West backcourt, and maybe I'm a little bit of a, of a huge fan of his, but Steph Curry, obviously averaging 27 points, six assists, five rebounds a game. And Luka Doncic. Now, the Mavs have kind of been struggling a little bit. People are kind of giving Luka a hard time. 27, 9, and 9 is not too shabby. And I gave him and Steph a nod over somebody like Damian Lillard, you know, who's averaging 28, 7, and 7, having a great having a great year. But he has a little bit of help in C.J. McCollum normally, who's averaging 26 himself. Now C.J. McCollum is out uh, for the next couple of weeks, so, so Dame has to pick up the slack a little bit. And then, of course, the Suns have a great backcourt in Devin Booker. 616 love from Granville having a having a great season and obviously Chris Paul at 16 and 8 still having a, a, a great uh, great year and he's been a great true point guard there for them. And then you know the the <laughs> Donovan Mitchell's been great still 22 and a half and and 5 for the Utah who doesn't get enough credit because let's face it it's Utah. Um you know but <laughs> but but Steph but Steph and Luka got the got the nod over those guys for this reason. In the in in the in the front court for the West, and basically in the front court for the East, but we'll get there in a second. But the front court of the West to me is not optional. It's not debatable. There's nothing to talk about. If you do not have these three people, you are either blind, dumb, or so much of a homer or a hater towards one particular person or another that you can't think clearly. Which is fine to admit. It's okay. It's your opinion. But that's those are the only logical explanations. Kawhi Leonard, obviously. 25-5-5. Five five. Jokic, who's no longer 
Endeavor no longer averaging a triple-double. He's been just terrible lately. Now he's only averaging 26, 8.6, and 11.8 rebounds. Scott, he's just terrible, right? Clearly the, the top center. And then people who talk to me will know that I'm definitely not his biggest fan. Uh, so a lot of his fans call me a hater. I'm not a LeBron hater. I just don't swing from his testicles. But he's a 25-7-7 seven and seven guy. Obviously, he's having a great year. He's a couple of years younger than me, and he's still playing at an extremely high level. And, uh, you know, obviously looks a whole lot better than me, way more athletic than me at, at 36, and I'm 38. So the things that he's doing in, in, in this year 18, I think it is, obviously incredible. He's no question the all-star starter. There's no debate. Moving on to the Eastern Conference, Bradley Beal, obviously leading, leading the NBA in scoring, 30, almost 35 points a game, 34.9. He's got almost five assists, five rebounds. Now, here's the one that might cause a little bit of stir, but I'm, I'm going to quickly tell you why. And again, you can disagree with me if you want. I don't care. I have Trey Young as an Eastern Conference starter right now, averaging almost 27 points a game, nine assists, four and a half rebounds. Here's why I have him over somebody like Jalen Brown on the, on the Celtics or Kyrie Irving. Because obviously, kind of like the, like I said in the West, Jalen Brown also has, uh, you know, Tatum. Marcus Smart, though he's hurt. Kemba Walker, blah, blah, blah. The Celtics have a lot of other people. Obviously, Kyrie Irving's great at, you know, 27 and 6. But he has, obviously, Durant and Harden. Mm. Trey Young, that is his team. Still young in his career. The things that he is doing, to me, he is deserving of an all-star starting spot right now. And then, again, the front court, to me, in the Eastern Conference, just like the Western Conference, it is not debatable. You're either just too much of a hater or just too blind with, you know, Homer, you know, picks and decisions. Obviously, Kevin Durant, 35-7. and seven. Joel Embiid, who's being a 28-11 and 11 guy, great year. And then Giannis at, you know, 27, almost 6 and assists and 11 rebounds. To me, that it's not close. It's not up for debate. Those are clearly the three best front court players in the East. And right now, as we stand here on... That's right, Wood Chuck Chuckers. It's Groundhog's Day. <laughs> um, those are my Eastern Conference and Western Conference starters right now. Subject to change, but right now, that's who I have. Oh, that's right. Shwanda in just at the buzzer. That's right. We, it is Groundhog's Day. Punkatani Phil. Yes, as will, we're doing this, yes. As we do this. Uh, but let's break it down as straight away. Here we go. Let's break down those national uh, TV games. We got a Wednesday doubleheader on ESPN. Uh, it is at 7 p.m. We have the 11-9 Indiana Pacers at the 12-8 Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, and this is actually a really huge game. Indiana doesn't get credit that they're going to get because it's Indiana and they don't have that one marquee guy but they're they're, they're one two punch with I mean Sabonis and uh, Malcolm Bigo I mean this is just really good stuff I mean he's got 22 and 9 or 22 points 22.9 points excuse me 7 assists 4 rebounds Sabonis has been great with 20.6 points a game 12 rebounds a game they've been great Seven Pacers have been averaging in double figures. You know, they, they're a good team. They're 
right there with the Bucks for first place in that division. But this this is a game that the Bucks. It's in Milwaukee. This is a game that the Bucks have to win. And I feel like people will definitely think less of them if they don't win. Even though the Pacers are a really really good team, uh, you know the Pacers are two and three in their last five, which is which is kind of disappointing for them. Bucks obviously they have Giannis obviously who we just mentioned, Chris Middleton who's been an All Star before, Andrew Holiday as their kind of three man. Uh, you know, catalyst, if you will, but you know they've been only three and two in their last five. So they, you know, they they did dominate Portland uh, last night, uh, Monday night, as we're as we're taping this. But like we said earlier, again, Portland's without CJ McCollum and some other people, so they just have Damian Lillard. So them beating Portland at home is not that big of a surprise. But for me, to this one, the Bucks have to win this game at home to keep first place in that division, and I think they will do just that. Next up, we got the 9-30 game. We got the 11-8 Phoenix Suns at the 7-12 New Orleans Pelicans. I almost said Saints right there. <laughs> I, I do it you're every time. I know, you're still in football mode. still in football mode. You know, I mean, we talked about the, the, the Suns' backcourt a second ago in the All-Star game, obviously, with CP3 and, and Booker. You know, and then also their young center, Aton's been really good. Mikel Bridges has been really good. They actually have a quietly really good team, but they've kind of started to, to scuffle a little bit. They started off really hot, and now they've been kind of mediocre in their last few. So they kind of have to get back on the on the snide a little bit. They're coming off of a buzzer beater win thanks to Booker hitting a three, beating the Mavs the other night. So maybe they'll get a little momentum going. The Pelicans have been a huge underachieving team. I think people kind of thought they would make the, the step this year with Zion Williamson's second year. Lots of ball, J.J. Redick, Brandon Ingram, of course, who is still averaging, you know, 23 and a half points a game. So he's still having a good year. Steven Adams, who I've always liked, is a is a close to a double-double guy every every game. And, and, and Zion's still having, obviously, a good year, too. He's averaging about 23 and a half and seven and a half rebounds. But they just haven't been able to get the job done. Lonzo Ball has been in some trade rumors. J.J. Redick has been in some trade rumors. So we'll see how that plays out as the as the uh, trade deadline in March comes closer. But to me, even though this game is in New Orleans, I think this is a, a chance for the Suns to really shine in national TV where they're not going to get a whole lot of national TV games because they're still the Phoenix Suns. And as you'll see, as you, you know, and this isn't news to anybody, TNT and ESPN, obviously, they care about ratings. So you're going to see a lot of Lakers, Clippers, Celtics, 76ers, Warriors, you know, you're going to Bucks. You, you know, you're going to see the same teams over Nets now, obviously. You're going to see the same teams more over and over again because, you know, they're trying to get ratings. They're, <laughs> they want the best matchups with the best teams. And, he, and even if they're not the best teams, the best players. And this is why the Pelicans have national TV games because of Zion. So it's a really good chance for the Suns to show like, hey, okay, you can might might turn this game on to see Zion. You're going to keep watching this game to watch us and how good we are. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move straight on to the Thursday doubleheader games on TNT. We got the 730 game with the 11-9 Golden State Warriors at the 8-13 Dallas Mavericks. Wanda, 
Heck yeah. Now, as he gets excited I know. in between. I know. This is great. So Dallas is 0-5 in their last five. Gold State's 3-2, and though they are playing as we speak, literally as we speak, against the uh, the Celtics. And my excitement is because Steve, because uh, Steph Curry literally missed a runner. They got a rebound, kicked it back out to him, and he made a three. So I was all happy. Um, but this one, and here's the thing about the Warriors. Obviously, James Wiseman, the number two overall pick in the draft. He's got a sprained left wrist. Going to be out for at least two weeks or so. He's been really good. You know, 12 points, six rebounds. That's pretty good for a rookie coming to a good team. And the Warriors aren't obviously what they were a couple years ago, but they're still not garbage. They're in the playoff race, obviously. And the Western Conference is going to be really fun, that playoff race from, from about the 4 or 5 seed to about the 10th or 11th or 12th seed to see who can get into that top eight. So that's going to be really fun. But I, we're going to really talk about more about this later because, spoiler alert, they play each other again this weekend, so you might hear more about the Gold State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks here uh, later on. So right now, I'll just say that I think Golden State is going to keep Dallas having a hard time and give them yet another loss. Hmm. Interesting. More to come. The suspense is killing me. Next up, we got the... 10 p.m. The 12 and 8 Denver Nuggets at the 16 and 6 Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers. And yeah, Denver was supposed to beat up on our Pistons last night, but the game was postponed literally before, right like five minutes before it was about to start. Basically, I mean, you had shoot arounds, and as the team is watching film right before the game, basically. They have a contact tracing thing or a testing, whatever. So they postponed the game. They stayed. The Pistons stayed in Denver um, a little bit longer. They ran all the tests again, and they came back good, which means they were negative, which is a positive if you're playing along. And they were able to fly to Phoenix, and they actually are playing Phoenix tonight. Actually, that game is starting here shortly. So... Never missed a game, but nobody's at least too badly COVID up, it looks like. So that should be good. So about this game, this is a really fun one here because Jokic has been great, obviously. And we talked about him with the All-Star game. Obviously, LeBron has been great. We talked about him with the All-Star game. Anthony Davis, people talk about this year being a little bit of a disappointment so far for him. Just keep in mind, he's still averaging over 22 points and almost nine rebounds a game. So that's that'd be pretty good for most people's you know disappointments. But Dever also has Murray, who's been great at over 18 a game. Michael Porter Jr. has been great with over 16 a game. Shout out to my boy Monte Mami Morris from Flint Beecher has 10 and a half points, almost five assists. He's been great as their backup point guard. The Nuggets really are a very good team. Obviously, they came down from 3-1 back in two series uh, in the playoffs last year to go to the Western Conference Finals, where they lost to the Lakers obviously so a little bit of a revenge factor maybe I don't know but the Lakers they have we talked about this last week they have now finished that East Coast road trip that we talked about mm. and they did not come you know off unscaled but they lost games that you wouldn't necessarily expected like yeah they beat the Bucks, but then they lost to the Pistons, the Pistons. you know great without Anthony Davis but still uh, so they, they, you know, they're three and two in their last five. 
but now they're back home. They just finished up a game with Atlanta, which got weird last night with uh, courtside Karen, as LeBron has called her, that she was heckling, or because her husband heckled him, so that he said something to her husband, and then she said something back. Whatever. I don't care about that drama. That's stupid. <laughs> but what I do care about is that this should be a really good game against two really good teams, and I'm really looking forward to that. So that's what I'm looking forward to. But in L.A., LA. LA. It's better in LA. LA. Uh, I think the Lakers are going to win this game. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going with you on this. I one. was good. I thought I was going to get it not so fast. You're going to go with Denver. Uh, you know, no. No. I think you're probably right. Moving on to the Friday games, we got a doubleheader on ESPN. 7.30, we have the 8-12 and 12 Toronto Raptors at the 13-9 Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, and we can literally just update this that the Nets are now 14-9 because oh, are they? They, yeah. just, you know, they just beat um, the oh, Clippers. Right. Yeah, they just right, beat right, the Clippers right. in, a, in an exciting game. And actually, the Raptors are 9-12 because they just beat uh, the Magic. And uh, just Fred Vliet went off, by the way. Uh, tonight he, I think he hit like 11. I think he was like 11 for 14 from three or something like that. Just ridiculous. Um, but you know the Raptors have been a little bit of a disappointment. Obviously, you win the championship two years ago, then Kawhi leaves. Now you're trying to have to find your identity. You know, right now they're eight and 12. But in the Eastern Conference, after the Nets, Bucks, 76ers, and Celtics, there's not, a, and the Pacers are good too. Those five teams. There's not a lot of people that are going to scare me. So even if the Raptors and also the Heat are also struggling, they could make a run and get back into that 6-7 seed, which is all you need because obviously you can't win it unless you're in it. And then once you're in it, you got the you know best of seven series and who knows what will happen. But like Toronto's been 2-3 and three in their last five, now 3-3 three and three in their last six, update it. Nets are 5-1 and one in their last six, updating it. With their only loss, the incredibly awesome or terrible, depending on your point of view, meltdown Sunday night against the terrible Wizards. The Wizards are now 4-12, and by the way. Two of those four wins are against the Nets. The Nets gave up 48 points in the fourth to the Wizards. They started the game up 23-9 and lost the game wow. by giving up two threes in the five seconds. It was absolutely crazy. But, again, at some point you have to play defense. You know, KD can score 30, Harden can score 25, Kyrie can score 25. At, at some point you have to you have to play defense. And and they need to get that from some people, Bruce Brown or, or Green or Dinwiddie or Harris or whoever. They need to find somebody at some point to play defense for them. And they still haven't done that. Now, in this particular game, again, the Raptors have been underachieving a little bit. And to me... Nets are going to win, but they again they have shown they can't stop anybody. So it's going to be one of those like 125 to 120 games, or one you know 28 to 119. It's there's going to be high scoring. Really, the Nets for those people for you know entertainment purposes only, of course. Take the over, take the over with the Nets. Yeah. Next up, we have the 10 p.m. We have the. 10 and 8 Boston Celtics at the 16 and 5 
LA Clippers. Yeah, now obviously, quickly update them. Clippers are now 16 and 6 with losing right. to the Nets. Boston is playing right now uh, in Golden State. So then they'll make the short trip to uh, LA, LA. To, to play the Clippers. Boston being 2 and 3 in their last five. Not impressive. Obviously, the Clippers were 4 and 1 in their last five. Now they're 4 and 2. You know, Marcus Smart's cast strain really hurts the Celtics. Kimba Walker going to come back, though. He's got to just keep getting healthy and more fit into that rotation. And really, Kimba Walker, Jalen Brown, and, and Jason Tatum, those three, enough, should be enough to stay in the top four seeds in, in the East. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George when you're talking about the Clippers. But they kind of need someone else, too, whether it be Serge Ibaka, whether it be Morris, whoever. Somebody else, if Lou Williams decides that he is a bench scorer again. I mean, just someone to add a little fuel to the fire. A West Coast road trip here for Boston. Like we said, they're playing Golden State as we speak. Not ideal. You gotta, you gotta have it, I guess. In a normal season, you would. I'm actually kind of surprised. A little bit of a tangent. Kind of surprised that the NBA is doing this and playing Eastern Conference, Western Conference road trips and stuff like yeah, that, that this it, year. Yeah. Little, little, little surprising, but. Hey, that's maybe a, another rant for another time, but they are, and you know, team, I mean, the Warriors started the season with like seven games on a row on the road in East Coast cities. So I mean, everybody's got to do it at some point. Now it's Boston's turn. You know, Cleveland just came back from their, or I mean, Cleveland. See, I was thinking of LeBron and old Cleveland. Lakers just came back from their East Coast East Coast trip. So now it's you know Boston's turn to go on their uh, West Coast trip, and uh, I don't think it's going to go well for Boston actually in this particular game and I think uh, you know Kawhi and Paul George as long as they both play which with them resting you never know but they both play I think uh, the Clippers do win this game and if Boston loses tonight at Golden State that's going to be a real troublesome for them too then you're really putting pressure on yourself yeah absolutely it's that time for of the week. Well, that's right. It is the game of the weekend. So first off, we got Saturday's game at 5 p.m. We got the 12 and 8 Denver Nuggets at the 9 and 11 Sacramento Kings NBA VA TV. Good old NBA TV, and I'll tell you what, I think I didn't even want to... This is the only reason why the game of the weekend is the game of the weekend, even though it's happening on Thursday night, too. But So that gave you a spoiler if you didn't guess what it is already. But, yeah, Denver's going to win this game. You know, Fox is really good for the Kings, and, you know, they might be a young, entertaining team. They're not there yet. Denver needs this win. They'll get this win. They are the better team, period, paragraph, over. So short and sweet. Next up, we got the Sunday, 2 p.m., the 10-8 Boston Celtics, which they are playing right now, at the 11-8 Phoenix Suns, also on NBA TV. Yeah, and this this is actually a very interesting Sunday afternoon game at 2 o'clock, which means uh, it will be going while another important thing is going on on Sunday afternoon 
like from three to six when there's a little something something going on. Oh, absolutely. Three to six, we have our other podcast perched on the gridiron. Our very first live show. Very live. first live. We actually record live every single time, but this yeah. time we're actually going to be able to make comments. You're going to be able to talk to us. It'll be fun. It'll be really great. Yeah, just nice little Super Bowl pregame for three to six before the big game. So maybe I'll throw in some 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 good stuff about the Celtics and Suns, you know, while while we're at it. That'd be a little little bonus feature for you, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but this is actually becomes a huge game if what we just talked about. If Boston loses tonight to Golden State and loses to the Clippers on Friday night, you really can't lose three in a row in Phoenix now. Even though Phoenix is absolutely good enough to do that and to beat them, this would be a must, must win for Boston Sunday afternoon. Absolutely. But next up, we got Saturday night game. This is prime time. That's right. It is at 8.30. We got the 11 and 9 Golden State at the 8 and 13 Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks. Apparently, I can't say the word Mavericks. 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 <laughs> All right, Goose. No. Um, Absolutely. So, obviously, it's happening Thursday. That's why I just briefly talked about it then because I knew I wanted to talk about it more now at the game of the weekend so lit um, but yeah Dallas needs to win one of these two games they really do 0-5 in their last five again Luke is getting crap because apparently he's not doing enough at 25-99 or 27-99 you know Porzingis when he plays obviously they're a much better team because he's almost at 19-8 and himself Tim Hardaway Jr. from Michigan 16 Point nine points a game. He's having actually a really nice year at Dallas. And speaking about players from Michigan, Trey Burke, you know, he's actually averaging almost 10 points himself, so it's kind of nice to see him find a niche there in the NBA. Again, Wiseman's injury is going to be tough for Golden State, but Wiggins has been great. Kelly Ubrick Jr. has been okay. Miles he can't hit a jump shot to save his life. Their bench, I think, is better than people think it is. People give crap to Draymond because he's like a Five, five, and seven guy right now instead of like a 12, 10, and eight guy. But he's a winner. He's a leader. And I think with Jay's Wiseman injury these these uh, this next at least couple of weeks, Draymond's going to step up and score a little bit. And also former UCLA product from Wisconsin played for the Milwaukee Running Rebels in AAU. I saw him play in person. It was fun. Trust me. Kevon Looney is going to step up a little bit as well and help that Golden State bench. So Dallas needs to win at least one of these two games. The Steph Curry homer and Warriors fan in me says that they don't win either one, but they will win one of them. And if I had to if I had to guess, Dallas wins the Thursday night game with Golden State a little sluggish after a Tuesday night win against Boston. If it holds on to be true, which obviously there's a lot of time left, but We'll just throw it out there. And then I think Saturday night on prime time, Steph Curry goes off and gets the win. Oh, it's always it's always more when you're on that prime time television. I mean, it's like playing on Monday night football, right? Yeah, I mean ABC prime time on a Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not that not that people aren't watching TNT on a Thursday night, 
But if you're trying to compare TNT cable on a Thursday night to Saturday night, ABC, network television, everybody can get it. Like you said, Monday Night Football, it's the difference between playing at Sunday at 1 and playing at Monday Night Football. You know, yeah. there's, they're, they're, they're both big games, but it's just a little bit more special. Oh, yeah, that brings us just about to a close. Any closing thoughts for you? You know, we, we mentioned the show, Perch on the Gridiron, on Sunday, 3 to 6. We'd love to have you join us. Um, we're going to continue to obviously post these on, on all the, the, the outlets and things that we do, and I also post it on my All Eyes on You Hoops uh, Facebook page, or excuse me, website. We're right there. You can click on a comment section. So if you did want to ask a question, something you wanted to hear, something you wanted to see, something you want us to debate, talk about, whatever, you can absolutely do that. Um, definitely follow us, All Eyes on You Hoops, my Twitter or my S-Man17 Twitter. Follow both of them. Talk to me on both of them. I don't care. Um, but, you know, definitely we, we, we can't do anything with, with without interaction, obviously. It, yeah. I think it makes, you know, makes, makes for fun debate. Um, the good thing about sports, I've always thought, is, I mean, there's a few things that you can debate, and you lose friendships and, and family and, and problems, right? Sports is one of those things that you can just kind of debate and have a good time. You know, oh, yeah. you throw throw out your throw out your your crazy takes, and and I'll throw out my crazy takes, and you know, I'll tell you why you're wrong and I'm right. You know, it's just so it's, it's just kind of fun, right? And there's no harm in it. And it's just it's just good good clean fun. Nothing wrong with having a, an adult beverage and, and talking sports. You know, it's two wonderful things put together. So, you know, we hope you hear from us. Hope you're enjoying it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can continue this for, for a really long time. I was on the uh, NBA Carousel uh, first episode last night, which was a lot of fun. I got the Warriors. Or, excuse me, I got the Wizards. I wish I got the Warriors. Yeah, um, I was it's a team say, that I'm actually a, a fan of. That would be a Freudian slip yeah. right there. But, uh <laughs> You know, the Wizards are not a team that I'm a fan of by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm just like, hey, any team you want me to do, I can do. And, you know, they made me sound smart and fun yesterday because they came off of that huge win over the Nets. So I got to talk to talk about, you know, Westbrook finally being Russell Westbrook again and going off for 41 and 11 and 8 and, and for Bradley Beal having 22 in the fourth to go for 37 himself. And so that was really fun. So, you know, hopefully there's a chance you were able to, uh, to catch that and there's links uh on that for everywhere as well so but yeah i mean as much as i am about basketball and obviously i hope that you watch and are listening to this and continue to watch and listen to this but uh you know we do have one more really big football game this sunday so you know we're, we are hoping that people join us for our show from three to six live from the stage left lounge ah, that's right well thanks for joining us uh coming live from the stage left lounge as we have said and uh, check out our other shows. Uh, we have Perched on the Gridiron, which is our last show of the season. And we also have the Beer, the Bud, and the Bourbon that is coming soon. It's in post kind of production. We're getting a couple under our feet before we, we end it up. But be on the lookout for that. That's coming your way. I did, I did hear from sources that there, one of, there might have been one recorded last night. There was one recorded last yeah, night. Sources told me. Yes. Sources... Uh, try to do an Adam sources close to the situation. Do it. Try try to do an Adam Schefter. Sources yeah. tell. Sources tell. According to my sources, there was a bourbon <laughs> podcast shot last night. It should be out in the coming weeks. Hard to tell. Yeah. 
The Flagrant Friends podcast is hosted and directed by Benjamin W. Gross with sports analysis from Steve Schwanda. Flagrant Friends is recorded live at the Stage Left Lounge recording studio. Join us next week for more NBA news, 